Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 140 of the After Lodge podcast, brought to you from well, wherever the hell we are, globe. Right, what, what did I say? What did I say? Literally, literally the second start. Tony, what did I say? You are a pain in all of our collective ass. <laughs> hey, Tony, you know this is he's not talking and no nothing. No one's going to be able to hear you. So, uh, uh, the voices you hear in the background are, of course, worshipless producer Bruce. Gentlemen. This is After Lodge Harlan. We were delaying starting the show because we were waiting on the chapel. And then finally we decided to start without him, and I was scared to click the button because I said as soon as I did, he would pop in and, and cause some kind of technical difficulty. So it, there it, he popped right when I said hello. Tony, can you hear us? At least nod your head if you can hear us, because we cannot hear you. I guess he can't hear us. He can't hear us. No. I can hear. Right. I can hear you. I'm on my iPhone. Um, I, I couldn't get my laptop to work, so I'm on my iPhone with the earbud iPhone earbud thingies. Uh, I'm sure that's going to work out swell. So uh, we don't publish this in video, uh, at least not yet, but you can see that he is clearly standing outside. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what, which, <sighs> All right. So the other voice you hear in the background is our, uh, our special guest co-host this week, uh, the one and only fan of, fan of the chaplain, probably more so than anyone else on Reddit. Uh, the one and only why. Seattle Shriner. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Emerald City via the internet. All right. So uh, 
Do you hey, prefer Seattle, to go by, by by Jesse or different nickname? Fine, yeah. Jesse. All right. Okay, okay. Harlan. 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 <laughs> yes, Tony. You, you should not ask him if he wants to go by his name and say his name live on the air. That was kind of isn't that kind of? It's not live. Well, see, see, Tony, this isn't really live. Like the word "live" is up in the corner there, but this is a recording yeah. that Harlan's going to edit, and then we're going to release it later. Not there aren't oh. like people listening now, except for us four. What? No, re really, just We're three of us. Thinking uh, about that for the never future, mind. Uh, but right now it's just it's a experimental thing. Um, I'm kind of glad you're outside and not in your hotel room. I was worried you were going to pop up half naked like you did to me at the conference earlier. <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean to video call you. I kind of like this, like he's just taking us for a walk so we can see the scenery as we're recording the show. Uh, I'm in downtown nice Charlotte. Spot, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and if you know oh. anything about what's going on in Charlotte, North Carolina, right, right. now, you shouldn't be outside. I have, I have to pee like a racehorse, and I don't know what bathroom to go in. Uh, I've, I've been like this all day. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hello. And you went too far inside the building, Tony. Now your phone's oh. cutting out um, because you have an iPhone. Okay. Okay, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I've got to pee like a racehorse, and I don't know which bathroom to use. Hmm. They're, they're all marked like whatever. <laughs> Just go here? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, and I can walk you over every bathroom on the door, even though it's a multi-person stall, it says, please lock door behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Just uh, go outside. You know, pee in the uh, building or something. That's, yeah, uh, do that. Do that. I'm going to identify as a plant. That way I can go wherever I want. I'm a plant today. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here comes security. So, uh, so Jesse here is, is the author of one of my favorite lines on Reddit about our beloved chaplain. Uh, when, when you described him as, as damaged... I believe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't doing well that day. Like you, you could tell something was off about him. You know, he was doing visual jokes on an audio podcast. Uh, <laughs> kind of like he's doing right now. Ordinarily, he's a right. cool dude. Ordinarily, I like him, but that one show, something wasn't firing. You know. <laughs> but I thought the Seattle Shriner was going to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, sorry, Tony. We got Jesse instead. So uh, this so this is this is not how I envisioned the Seattle Shriner sounding. This is uh, Seattle has kidnapped kidnapped some little white boy. <laughs> he sounds. <laughs> he sound, What 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 the heck? <laughs> Expect more Farrakhan, more of a Farrakhan thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I want to hear some Tupac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You should probably not say that too loud, there, Tony. I'm gonna tell everybody I've got a black no, no. friend. Listen to the. I'm gonna tell everybody I've got a black friend. Listen to this podcast, and they're not gonna believe me. They're not. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, right." Jeez. So, you know, as inappropriate as as that is, Tony. Uh, I, I don't know that Jesse is is the only listener you have in that demographic 
but you have to go and fill the stereotypes in by being a drug dealer too, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, not only am I black, I'm also from Seattle. So when 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 you say you do what I do for a living, like, yeah, everybody assumes there's a connotation to it. Yeah, I've. I've been to Seattle, and I'm pretty sure I would have picked you out. <laughs> I don't remember seeing you. <laughs> well, that's because he was dressed up as uh, Anton that day, I think. Oh, okay. Truman may be by later. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really just want to publish this show with, like, your camera feed somehow. <laughs> right. it's, it's like the top half of his nose and up. And then, like a foot above his head, just whatever's in the background. Can't see his face, his forehead, and the and the convention building behind him. Uh, I'm assuming oh. that's what that is. Yes. Uh, we hope. Um, no, Truman had a really good time with Antonio last time he traveled out west, and um, so uh, they may need to get together later on. Hmm. Well, well, you know this is a uh, this is a video feed, yeah. So you guys could have at it after Bruce and I are gone. Right, yeah, buddy. Get a little of that Jimi Hendrix going, and uh, Ooh. You know, <laughs> hopefully, I remember to stop the live broadcast before before then. Oh no, the world needs to hear that. The world needs to hear that. <laughs> I might have to make that a Y'all be, <clears throat> be quiet for a minute. Here comes security. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well, can you at least point the camera at him so, so we can describe what we're seeing? Because right now it's just a bunch of empty tables. The, the cops don't like when you do that, Tony. Don't point the camera at them. Uh, I think he's doing some type of like Claude Van Damme because he went behind this wall here, and I haven't seen him. See, I, he may be able to hear me. He's gonna walk up behind. If I if I get shot, I've got video proof <laughs> and audio Great. proof. Great, and and a lawyer witnessing it live. <laughs> I, I think you're covered. I'm not his lawyer. Don't don't say that. I said a lawyer. <laughs> oh no, I'm going nowhere near that. Mostly because Tony here is in the wrong political party locally, and I don't need judges pissed at me. So you got to hang on your own, buddy. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm in Charlotte. You know, now, maybe in the wrong political party for the state, but in Charlotte, I'm good to go. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get on to, like, I don't know, the actual show. All righty. So um, since Jesse's our guest, uh, we, asked, we asked Tiki last week, uh, you know, what he's done since the last time he was on the show. So what have you done since the last time you were on the show? Well, being that I've, okay, being that I've never been on the show, uh, I was born and grew up. Uh, I was actually a little bit nervous. I talked to Harlan about this uh, when he called me up for this because I'm the classic uh, guy who did the three degrees and then just jumped straight to the shrine. So... <laughs> I'm the least qualified guest you could have to discuss any Masonic topic. Um, Do you I mean, listen I, to the I, show? I was going to say, I beg to differ, sir. I am far less qualified. <laughs> no, I've never held an office. Uh, I'm, I'm the guy that helps you move. I'm the guy that drives you to the airport. But 
and also uh, dispenses the pharmaceuticals, right? Right. Yeah, that that is also true. Uh, you know, yeah, given the age demographic of a lot of the uh, <laughs> you know the local Masonic populace, uh, you know, that's a real important thing to have. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I, I guess it's an older crowd there too. Uh, for the most part, yeah. The, my, my, my actual lodge is on, uh, not in Seattle proper, but on Vashon Island, which is the waiting room for the Grim Reaper, basically. Hmm. He is taking his phone into the bathroom. Seriously, Tony? Are you really about to do this? Oh, really? Oh. Wrong he's in a you? stall in the bathroom. He has set the phone down on the toilet. Ah, to pee, I'm assuming. Oh, nice. I don't. What is that thing? I don't think that's supposed to be green, Tony. I thought it. Y'all go on with y'all go on with that. Talk to Seattle for a minute. You, you took a live recording phone into the bathroom while we're talking with the with the camera on. I'm on earbuds. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I'm on earbuds. You can't hear me way down there. Go ahead. Uh, Se Seattle. I, I can't tell you how great it is. There we go. Um, I can't tell you how great it is to actually get to hear your voice speak with you. I'm a huge fan of yours, and thank you for following the show. I really thank hope you there are other people in that bathroom right now. Thank you we for your see his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your comments. Good. Thank you for being active on Reddit. Thank you for everything you do. And I really do mean that. Before I get mean with you later, I just want to tell you, I really do appreciate everything you do. Yeah, I knew you had an extra grand with me. Even after I, I, I offered to Autumn... To narrate your audiobook for your church. Hmm. You did what now? Well, I offered. I gave you an offer when you wanted to do your uh, your book for your little church there. I, I I told you I would do the audiobook for you. I did not know that. I, I I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still. I've just been extremely busy, but I still plan on um, getting that church thing going. Yeah. So, God uh, waits for no man, awesome. Tony. So you'll do the, what yeah. are you doing? Uh, so if you do the audio book, that, that'll be awesome. Uh, I, I didn't. I already did my website. I've got it up and going. I just have my oh, shoot. your shopping cart. Y'all still see me because my screen says low battery. Uh, no, no, we, we can cannot, but we can hear you, which is oh. fine. It's the way we prefer it. Okay. Oh, your pack. Right, so. Oh. Oh, I, well, I, I hit close on low battery. If you hit close on low battery, it does it forgets. So, does that make the low battery go away? It does. It does. Fantastic. I wish I had known that. My, yeah. my phone does not have that you feature. Know, it says low battery, so what it does is all the buzzers and whistles and lights start flashing on. I'm like, geez, thanks. You're uh, tell me I got low battery. Maybe if you quit bothering me, I wouldn't be so. Anyway, I want to hear from Seattle. I've never heard from – I want to hear about Seattle. I want to hear about his life. I want to hear about his family. I want to hear about his Masonic experiences. I, 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 I'm in love. I just love Seattle. Mm, <laughs> so soon, Tony. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like, – that's, that's a pretty uh, broad generalization. Do you have some specific questions you want to ask him or – 
text message earlier today that said I love him, and he never texts me back. So I'm wondering. Okay, well, aside from the weird video sex things y'all are going to do later, is there anything you have for him on this show? Yeah, that's you know, after Anchorage. That's that's a whole other show. But. Right, Se- right. Seattle. In your obligation in Mount in Washington or wherever, uh, is you can't have relations like with uh, widows and orphans and stuff. But what about from brother to brother? How how does your district look at those issues? Well, hey, it, they never mentioned that specifically. So as far as we're concerned, fair game. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll let Truman know. Right. Yeah. Um, so tell so us a little bit about yourself. Hmm? Yeah, that battery thing. Now your yeah, audio yeah. just cut out. You want to? Can you plug your phone in? Is that a thing? There's not a plug in Charlotte. I have walked around this place. Let me start walking. <laughs> Y'all go ahead. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna be I'm walking to plug in downtown. Charlotte. You're outside walking around downtown. You expect <laughs> to just see a plug just kind of hanging there in a wall and plug my phone in. I'm gonna go, I'm, yeah, there's one over here against this one wall by the bathroom. I look like a homeless guy. And security's walking around. <laughs> I will find a plug. I'm gonna go ask him. I'm sorry, Jesse. I thought having him on would be a good idea, considering the history you two've had. But uh, maybe I should have I know, forgot I know, the I link again. Forward to it, but um, how you doing? Be sure and tell any. Is there yes, trying to pick up girls? You know, the they want to be on the show too. There, you know. Hush for a minute, please. Is there a plug around here I can plug my phone into? I can. I'm, I was looking for a plug in the. Yeah. Um. You just need some pair. You can plug your charger up. Yeah. Yeah. Right All right, thank you. Well, I can't go down there. He could just take the well, thing can, out of his ear instead of telling us recording the show to uh, hush. Because my, my, my phone won't just... get good signal down there. Um, oh, yeah. Another uh, we've got to find a way to make this video work. Like I... Oh, I, I didn't even see that one. Is that a plug right there? That's a plug, but it's one where you can actually sit down. Um, okay. Right past this picture right here. Yeah, uh-huh. this, this poor security guy. Like wow. he's just pointing a camera at him. He he knows his stuff though. He's telling Tony where like every plug in the building is. There's a plug over here. There's a plug in a chair over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that won't work. Here's a plug for you. Well, I mean, he's a security guard at a convention center. Like, uh, what other expertise is he gonna have? It's not like there's like fist fights and brawls every night at the convention center. I mean, if they host Tony's con, there is. Uh, maybe. I, I've always thought propane guys just kind of got drunk and passed out. Maybe I watched too much King of the Hill. This poor guy is walking me all the way to where this plug is, and my shoe's squeaking. That's the only sound you can hear is my shoe squeaking. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. The sound we can hear is your asthmatic breathing from walking. <laughs> <laughs> he walked almost an entire block. Marlon. I have some sympathy. I don't have my charger with me. Y'all go, y'all go on with the show. Don't pay attention to me. All right, go, go. Uh, let's let's get through this opening bit. I have no uh, exciting news for my week. It was a very boring humdrum work, and you know all that stuff. Uh, Harlan, how about you? Any any follow up on the uh, vehicle and the wife and kid? Nah, I'm still fighting the the legal battle on that. That's a uh, but family suing yourself. Yeah, we're driving around that rental, uh, Hyundai Santa Fe, which is not the same vehicle as a Honda CRV, as it turns out. Uh, I drove it today. We went out to dinner. Um, I just don't like it. So, 
other than that, uh, I I gave my my keynote speech at the uh, at the local internet cop convention today. Yes, how did uh, that go? The infosec <laughs> thing. Uh, nerds are a tough crowd. <laughs> tough crowd. Uh, it was good till I tried to Google time him in the middle of his speech. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Yes. He caught me like two minutes after I walked out of the room that I, I had the session in, uh, and I was just thinking, man, if he had done this like during. Because I forgot to turn my phone off. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and you had accidentally hit answer, and his giant face popped up. Well, actually, my phone may not have been the problem. I was presenting on this laptop that I'm recording off of, so it has Hangouts and everything readily enabled. So, and it was up on the projector with the with the videos and slides I was using. So he so it could have been there. Tony's face just popping up in front of you know 100 people and yeah. Uh, but other other than that, nothing, not a damn thing. I'd, I'd like to get back and, and hear the rest of Jesse's life story before we all cut him off. <laughs> uh, I hope you were prepared for that. That's kind of what we do uh, if you listen to the show. But um, yeah, so after you joined the lodge and then you abdicated to the shrine and now you just pay dues to keep our lights on, well, uh, then what? Well, <laughs> well, that's basically what I do for the most part. Um, I did uh, eventually join a Prince Hall lodge because, um, let's see. I mean, originally I was told that it's just like a regular lodge, but predominantly black. And I was like, well, if it's just like a normal, you know, what's the selling point? But then I saw that uh, a lot of the southern lodges, a lot of the southern states, they weren't really down with Prince Hall. So I was like, oh, maybe there is some militant stuff going on there. So I joined immediately, and uh, nothing militant. So a little let down by that, but... So instead of a bunch of old white guys drinking coffee and griping about their hemorrhoids, it's a bunch of old white guys drinking coffee and griping about their hemorrhoids. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, I up in my pan African singing the Black National Anthem, pumping my Black Power Fist, and no, nobody was on board. So. <laughs> they believed him until he talked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, <laughs> so 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 let's back up a step. Uh, why why did you not join Prince Hall to start with? Were you you were you were just looking for a foothold into the shrine? Yes, basically? I had never, uh, before I joined the fraternity, I had never heard of Prince Hall. I, okay, yeah, yeah, that was not a thing that existed. I mean, I never, I, I didn't know much about Freemasonry to begin with. I joined because you know. Shriners had helped out my family way back, so okay. you know, and I wanted to join the shrine, and that this was a thing you had to do. So I was like, "All right, I'll get through with that." But, and that's going to endure me to the listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh, so, so what's your experience with the Prince Hall Lodge uh, like, basically? Because uh, obviously, the the three of us are, are not members of it. You're asking him to tell the secrets? Is that what you're no, doing? You're no, I'm asking him to describe his experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, the thing was, I did the degrees and the proficiencies and the obligation in the Blue Lodge, and in Washington we have dual membership, so I didn't actually go through okay. any of the uh, actual ritual work through them. So all I know about them is just the, you know, what they do in the meetings, which is... More of the same for the most part. All right, that's disappointing a little. Prince Hall here, here in our jurisdiction, has a reputation for being 
everything traditional observance aspires to be here and and may not be, really? but the Prince Hall guys have it. Um, I mean, I never see those guys. I, I we've done some functions with them, like in our TO lodge, uh, and and I mean they're always very very sharply dressed, very on the fraternal etiquette, even when they're outside the lodge. Uh, they seem to take it a lot more seriously than the average Blue Lodge Mason around here does. Uh, just, just generally. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, but sure, that's sure. the impression that I've gathered. Huh. Oh, that's cool. That's. I mean, that's that's what I'd like it to be. I'd love to bring more of that here, but. Uh... So it's basically just more the of, of the same. There is is yeah, what, you're, yeah. what you're saying. Now, so, now, are you still members of both lodges there? Yes. And do they recognize each other? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Actually, we'll to elaborate there. He just told us all of that, Tony, while you were walking around and breathing heavy. And also, oh, you just oh. asked him two yes or no questions. Tell us about the so fraternal <laughs> reason, <you guys>. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So, I'm curious about um, the shrine there. Obviously, if the Grand Lodges have recognition and, and, and dual membership and so on, then I imagine that the Shrine does too, right? So That's Shrine right, International yeah. there takes members from Prince Hall Lodges. Yep. I'm not a Shriner, so I have no idea, but how does that work in those Southern Grand Lodges that don't recognize Prince Hall and vice versa? Are there two separate Shrines or...? Um, I imagine so, because there, there actually is a... Um... There's an organization in Seattle that claims to be a Prince Hall Shrine that I'm not too familiar with, and they had some sketchy dealings in their past. I don't know too. You know, I don't know how legit they are, but uh, that that sounds like uh, sounds like my next question because uh, when I took the bar exam a few years ago, uh, the hotel I was staying in. There were a bunch of loud and rowdy people having a good time running down the hallways back and forth to this bar and the other bar because the hotel had two. Um, and finally, like, I, I can't sleep, and it's like the end of day one of the bar exam. So I go out in the hallway to see what's going on, and there's all these guys running around in these – they're in these tuxedos with these white cummerbunds that, that have, like, the, the, the faceless Shriner, you know, holding the kid – Right. Uh, but none of them are wearing fezes, but I, I went to talk to one of them, and, and, you know, he's like, how you doing, brother, and so on. Said they were with the, the, the Prince Hall Shrine, and, and they, they were having a very lively party in this hotel, but I didn't see a fez in the entire place, which I thought was odd. Right. And I just, that's what prompted me to ask if there's a different shrine, uh, because here we have, we have the recognition thing, but it's somewhat recent, so... Yeah. Um, I I just assumed there was a different shrine, but now that I'm thinking about it, Shriners International wouldn't recognize two two shrines in the same state, would they? Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, all I can speak to is Washington, and we have the shrine, and there's an organization that claims to be the Prince Hall Shrine. Um, but I don't know if they're legit or not. I. I've never had any kind of correspondence with them, and 
Jesse, that was a Jesse. That was a yes or no question. <laughs> Just yes or no would have been sufficient there. Uh, what are Thanks, we gonna Tom. do with this guy? Yeah. So, uh, no, that's 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 cool. Uh, you are aptly named, as it turns out. Uh, unlike our guest last week, where everything about him was a lie, I appreciate that. Uh, that your name is the Seattle Shriner, and you are in fact a Shriner from Seattle. Right. Yeah, because that guy last week he had no tiki stuff at all. It was a, a total letdown. He wasn't a mod on the subreddit either. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I, I think you just made that up. I don't. I don't know where that came in. And he couldn't get us a meeting with the with the Grandmaster of Alabama either. I mean, he was right. just uh, <laughs> all fronts. And he never once called anyone pancake flipping Martinist, which is right. his defining feature. Like, that's the thing he's known for. That is his uh -huh. go-to. But uh, I mean, to be fair, I, I think we, as as a uh, podcast, have co-opted. Yes, yes, we have beat that horse so long now that things just a skeleton. Mm -hmm. What Tony, you look like? Hey, you one of our. No, but I just one of our members at our last lodge meeting. <laughs> no, but I'm going to say something. Go ahead. One of our it made me one of our members at our last lot at our last lodge meeting got the uh, golden spatula plaque. Yes, we wow. rewarded the guy who does the uh, vast majority of of the cooking and and meal preparation at our lodge. Uh, he is a huge boon in that regard. Still not as cool of a trophy as yours. My my pancakes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. I've got that in the center of my mantle with like two spotlights shining on it. So anybody who comes into my home sees it. Right next to the can of tuna. Uh, yes, actually, that's. Uh, mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bronze so, that. I think. Seattle, Seattle. Are you married? I'm not. I noticed in your profile pic there's a young lady there. So y'all living in sin or what? Uh, <laughs> she's a friend. Uh, <laughs> she's a friend, Tony. They're just yeah. friends. Truly was wanting to know. <laughs> uh, very pretty young lady, by the way. And I mean Thank that. You. I mean that platonically. Or right, right. Well, no, he does Pl platonically. All right. So, well, you want to get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this uh, this this big topic we have for the for the evening, or oh, the one the the stuff that lodges used to do. The ten things. Yes, this was a post of. Let me see who submitted this. Louis Louis Ferrazzi. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, it's a it's a link to a, a blog called Corn Wine and Oil. Uh, and it's it's uh, ten things done in 18th century Freemasonry that I wish were done in 21st century, and I just figured we could kind of go down the list here, and if any of us had comments on on these ten things, talk about them. Does that sound all right with you fellas? Sounds sure. like a plan. Tony, yes. is that okay with you? Do do I have your blessing to uh, to to do this? Yes. <sighs> I, I can't ask him yes or no questions. I can't. I just I can't do it. All right. Uh, number one on the list: Met in taverns. I don't. Uh, I don't have any particular feeling on this. I, I, I think that was more just because of a necessity at the time. But um, I, I would guess Harlan has more insight into that than I do. 
No, I think that's that's mostly it. Um, you didn't have much in the way of lodge buildings at the time, uh, whether it was for the expense or uh, more likely that that you didn't want your building just being announced to the world saying, here's where the Masons meet. Uh, so you could just meet up at the tavern. Uh, and most likely, of course, is just because it was close to the beer and beer and masonry were like peanut butter and jelly uh, for a long time. Oh, yes. As they <clears throat> should be. Uh, Tony, any comment on that? No. Oh, that was a yes or no question. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, do you guys have, you guys still carrying on the, the 1920s prohibition rules in the Grand Lodge of Washington? We are, yes. Uh, and I'm okay with it. I, I think uh, I think it's better to pick, cherry pick the brothers that you want to drink with and then take them out to the bar afterwards because, yeah, some of the guys not, you just didn't want to see drunk. Not all of them are like Truman. I, I get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, number two on the you're list. Not, you're not... You're not, ahead, me into, you're not baiting me into that. That no. Uh, first of all, I like to know. I'm, I'm with the Shriner on this. I like the no alcohol rule in Lodge myself. Simply because we can tell our wives, we can tell the world that, oh, no, there's no drinking. There's, you know, we don't do that in Lodge. We might do it later. <laughs> but not just going to assume we're lying. You know, that very thing made my wife, well, girlfriend at the time, much more suspicious than she would have otherwise been about the lodge. That's no true. alcohol. Okay, what is there? What the hell are you doing then? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two. I on keep the hearing list. an echo. Tony, I keep hearing an echo every time uh, the Seattle uh, Shriner talks, and I'm thinking that Harlan's messing with the soundboard, trying to make him sound black. Is that what you're doing, Harlan? Because <laughs> I, I, I can yeah, see so you. Really you more bass in his voice. <laughs> right. So here, here on uh, in in the Hangouts control panel, uh, there is a a sound effects thing I've been playing with, and one of them is an Ebonics filter. Right. <laughs> but this whole time it's been applied to you, not to Jesse. So I'm not sure. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, number two. All right, number two on the list. Uh, lodges had membership caps of 35, 50, or 60 members, and uh, if they got bigger than that, they would just start a new lodge. Um, I think that's kind of cool. But I don't really have a comment on it beyond that. Dues. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Higher dues. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, they they didn't have their own building they had to pay for, so... If, if if they met in a tavern, that was that kind of makes sense. I don't like that idea. Astoundingly high in that era, anyway. So, yeah, I, right. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of that at all. I've got lots of caps. I've got I collect them. I, my whole garage, the back wall, is lined with them. And if somebody was to put a limit on how many caps I could have, you'd I, get a new garage. I, it, it, it's not it, well. It's not. It's in some things, it's not the lodge's business to know what I'm doing in that regard. I'm not doing anything bad. So if I want to get as many caps as I want, I should be allowed to. There should be no cap limit. Bruce, what is he talking about? 
he's talking about bottle caps. He collects bottle caps. Oh, my hats! All my different hats I have. Oh, headgear. Oh, so you didn't know either? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I know he has a lot of hats, and and they literally transform him like Frosty the Snowman. Seattle, do you own a lot of hats? Uh, two one. Wake uh, up! Wake up, <laughs> Seattle! You're on a podcast. Wake up! <laughs> Wake up! I'm trying to keep up, but the, the well, video I'm sorry. From the south, I'm sorry. Do you have a <laughs> lot of hats? Do you, do you wear a lot of different hats? Uh, just the big shiny red one. Okay. Mm. So you have a fence? <laughs> really, Tony? What? No. You, oh, number three. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Number three. Uh, find brethren for not attending a state of communication of their lodge, except in case of you know sickness or vacation or something like that. And then find officers more harshly. Uh, if if they weren't there, and then prolonged absences or refusal to pay those fines would result in reprimand, suspension, and or expulsion. I, I like that for the officers. Um, I, I don't. That doesn't really make sense in today's world for for the for the common. Attendee, I want to know how Seattle. I want to know how Seattle feels about it, so I know how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm against it. I, I think. Uh... Yeah, if, if you can't make it, you can't make it. That's crazy talk. That's cuckoo bananas. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> think you should find brothers if they can't, if they can't make. The first thing that you're told is that masonry doesn't conflict with your job or your religion mm. or your work well, and family. And so, if I have lies. a family thing, yeah, that, that's a lie. But, um, but I don't think that if you have something going on that I oh I got to go to lodge or I'm going to have to pay a fine. Right. So there's there's a couple of things here. One of them is uh, there are a number of brothers in any given lodge that you're probably okay that they don't come on a regular basis. Um, the you know the, we might pay them not to come. Yeah, well, it's like hmm. family. You know, there, there's there's those folks in your family that you really only want to see around Christmas, Thanksgiving. You know, once a year, twice a year. Yeah, you don't really want to see them the rest of the time. Uh, the other reason, again, is uh, is dues. Uh, we have a lot of masons like Jesse, who keep our lights on, and we don't have to cook extra food to feed them on lodge night. So, <laughs> yeah, but you could charge uh, them more money for not being there, Harlan. True. Yeah. Wait. How how, how, how does on, that let me revise my opinion with your right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't work because then they would come to lodge. I mean, you you see the kind of they come to lodge really quick when you talk about raising dues. They show up to vote on it. Like, right by the bus load. <laughs> so uh, they would probably show up, and it would undermine the whole thing I just said. So the system we have going is a a good good system. Right. Uh, plus, taxation plus. is the art of so plucking the goose to get the most feathers with the least squawking. So, I like it. Hmm. All right. Uh, number four, made degree candidates exemplify the degree catechisms after a thorough education in the meanings of the three degrees. And I guess some lodges still do that, and maybe to a lesser degree, TO lodges. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of that, but... To make them exemplify, that's, like that's, actually that's, do it instead of the, the question and answer thing? Uh, well, it just says exemplify the degree. 
Um, yeah, that that's what that means. They made them put on the degree, like catechism. Uh, so I would assume it's you would just do it vocally instead of physically, but uh, right. I, I don't know. So that's a great idea. I posted a long time ago where we should actually make the candidates put them into like situations where they have to do something, like you know, somebody fake an accident during the degree and they have to go help out or. You know, some of that nature, so that uh, we know that they're really coming from good stock. That makes sense. What we do in our lodge is, a lot of times we'll have the air vents fall out from the ceiling and hit right. the head. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and then yeah. we see how the whole group reacts. Uh, poorly is, is the answer to that. Right. The, the only reaction was, like, laughter. I, I don't think it, there, was, there was no concern there. Story, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it didn't hit anybody, but more than one ceiling vent has fallen out of our ceiling. <laughs> I'm talking about the heavy, of one, plural. Oh yeah, yeah no, that, yo, that, we're talking about the heavy metal ones. You know, that put a hurting on somebody. Like the big round ones that would cut someone's yeah. head off if it was falling vertically. We just had our family night, and so I posed the question: Should we remove all the ceiling bits during the meeting? Because we don't want we don't want to be like the responsible. We didn't be responsible for actually killing one of our widows during the meeting, or killing one of our children that was there. So, fortunately, half of them we had never even put back up, so it wasn't much of a problem. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, number five gave stewards liberty of the floor in order to refill the glasses, tankards, and pipes of the brethren. Uh, I'm all for stewards doing some actual work. I, I don't know about uh, your lodge, Jesse, but uh, our stewards are, are pretty lax. Well, hey, so they refill the pipes here for sure, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Washington, I get it. Uh, slow, right? I kind of disagree with that because it depends on the steward. Because right now we have a steward that if he had to go around refilling all the glasses, we wouldn't get out of lodge till midnight. Well, that's true, but now, if, are you if, if this duty were, were part of that chair, they would know that going into it. Are you referring to Nipples or the guy with the cane? Because both of them, that, that rings equally true for. Well, Nipples would do it really quickly. He would just spill them a bunch of times and, and get the wrong things for the wrong people. And, yeah. and <laughs> if we allowed Nipples to walk late. out of the lodge room during a meeting, and he wouldn't come back in, he would, he would get lost. He'd, he'd get lost in the, in the lodge he'd building. He'd be <laughs> Whatever, and then and then we'd send we'd send our other senior steward after him, and by the time he got there and got back, we would be during closing, and we'd all we'd all die of thirst. Uh, He'd be in the corner of the ante room or something, just putting yeah. on different regalia. <clears throat> but we kept the wine in here. <laughs> um. uh, okay. Number six, allowed for the Tyler to be a profane and paid the man for his service to the lodge. Um, I, obviously, there's no way that no. would work today. Uh, that is an incredibly vital ro role, and I would not want to put somebody, not a mason, in that chair. It seems kind of crazy. I can't even understand why they would have done that then. How well, that does happen in How a lot of jurisdictions today where you pay a brother from another lodge to tile for you. Okay. As long as it's a brother, how would a how would a non-brother know how to try a brother to come into the lodge if if he was unknown? Well, 
but if everybody has to be there because they they pay fines if they're not and visitation wasn't as much of a thing so like everybody's already there and then they go upstairs and close the door give this guy a musket and say stand there till we come out seattle put a stop to that seattle said no fines so he he, he nicks that right quick he, he said nope well i mean obviously that wouldn't be possible today but i mean Back then, especially if, if lodges had caps of 35 members and they were all there, it makes sense that they would all want to be in the meeting. Hmm. Back then, there was nothing else to do. <laughs> we got other stuff to do now. Right, right. Well, have you flipped through the TV channels lately? I, I, I just watched the whole, I binge watched Stranger Things. That was pretty cool. The show's awesome, right? Are you the one that told me to watch it? That I've been, Maybe. I've been, I've been telling anybody who listen to watch that show. I love it. Okay, yeah, that, that thing was... I didn't really like the way it ended. Well, they're just setting it up for a second season. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody in the Masonic world, Tony, how it ended? That little girl died, and um, I didn't like that because I thought she could... I thought the sheriff was going to adopt her, and so it really bothered me. And so there can't be a second season unless she comes back from the dead or something. You know what my biggest problem with the show was, uh, and spoiler alert, even though the show has been spoiled for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, uh, like, I feel bad for the monster. Like, like these, these child-abducting assholes just jumped into his world and started shooting him and chasing him, and like he was, he was just there chilling in his own little underworld or whatever. And then, you know, they had to go kill him, because... You know, I, I didn't know. look at it like that. I, did, I didn't think to look at it. But, yeah, you're right. He wasn't bothering nobody. And no, he was just hanging it out. His world, yeah. In his Chilling world, he probably his... wasn't, he wasn't a monster in his world. Yeah, he, was he was just regular. a dude. Some guy yeah. trying to live his life. Yeah. I feel bad for him. All right. Uh, number seven. Performed the Royal Arch Degree in Blue Lodge under the authority of the Grand Chapter of their particular jurisdiction. Um, I don't I have no comment. I don't know what that means. Oh, wait. Perform the Royal Arch and degree in the Blue Lodge. So yes. uh, the United Kingdom uh, or the Grand Lodge of England still does this. Uh, I think there's some other jurisdictions outside the U.S. where uh, you are not considered completely made a Mason until you have received the Royal Arch degree. Um, I don't know how they work that and still say there's only three degrees. I, I've never been through... The Royal Arch po proper. Uh, I took it in the Scottish Rite, but not the, you know, the the what is that called, Tony? The York Rite body that does that. The uh, the chapter. Yeah. Uh, I've I've never done theirs, but what, I have heard that in a lot of places that it's required. Wouldn't that hmm. take away the ability of the appendant bodies to immediately stick a petition in your hand once you're ready? Right, you're right, already right, going right. to show them the <laughs> No, because there's there's still the council and the commandery. And oh no, the, it would be like, hey, you, guess what? You've already got the first step. Why don't you go ahead and finish it? Yeah. So well, I was yeah. gonna say it would it, it would save guys like Jesse who who joined for an independent body a, a step. Just you know, do it all at once, and why, we yeah. might as well make them all one day classes. Why not? Jesse, were you were you were you one day mason? You weren't a one day mason, no. were you? Okay. I was not, but I would have if it was an option. I'm glad I didn't in hindsight, but. Yeah, you know, back before I knew what I know, it's like somebody had told me you can do it in one day. I'd have been like, "Bam, like, yep, let's do it." Here's my money. <laughs> you really didn't want to come to lodge, did you? <laughs> one day, and I'm now, out of here. Make me a 
You know, it wasn't that long ago that in order to be a Shriner, you had to be a 32nd degree member of the Scottish Rite first. Right. Would you have still persisted had that been the case? That's what, like a year? Yeah. No, well, I don't know how. No, they how got one day classes. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Classes now. <laughs> yeah. No, he's good. Uh, when I joined the, the Scottish Rite, it took a couple weeks, but. Is it um, all day? <laughs> or is it part of the day? Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, well, it, I've witnessed the the progression from uh, it being over the span of a couple weeks to the three-day reunions where we make Scottish Rite Masons in three full days, which turned into just Thursday night and then all day Friday and Saturday, and then it became just Friday evening and Saturday, and then now it's Saturday morning to Saturday afternoon, and then you get on a bus and go over to the shrine and take all of the shrine stuff for the rest of the evening, hmm. so that on Sunday you are a 32nd degree shriner. Wow. <laughs> so, so how long until it's a one-hour class? That's, uh, right. that's, that's what I want to yeah. know. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I've been chastised for criticizing the powers that be over that. So I'm just making the case that that's what's happened. I, I make no opinion of whether I think that's good or bad. Uh, the Supreme Council and Shrine International are fully entitled to uh, do as they think is best. There you go. You know, you, can't, you couldn't do this online because you might be hacked and you could lose the secrets or the secrecy. But I wonder if you could do this by correspondence course because the U.S. mail would be a felony to, to open up somebody else's mail. So you could do that by correspondence. Uh, well, I mean, right, it's a right. felony to hack somebody, Tony. I don't... Like what's yeah the the penalties are much more a, severe for hacking into someone's communications than they are for opening mail. I did not know that. Really? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I'll be back in a minute. I, I gotta no, go. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the data protection laws. I mean, you can get you can get twenty years at the drop of a hat. Uh, sometimes life sentences, depending on what you broke into. Uh, it's for first offenses. How severe would be the penalty if when I was walking over here to this room, I had a security guard on video that was walking with me? Would that be? No, that definitely um, happened. No, yeah, that's, not, that's, that's not that's data that's, protection. Stuff. Yeah, what, what, what exactly were you hacking, Tony? That's, uh... well, define that. What is, everybody talks about data. What's data? <laughs> <coughs> See, we're getting philosophical now. Uh, oh, oh no, no! I didn't mean it like what is data. I meant like what's data. <laughs> data is like anything, right? It, yes, it's information. It's everything, Digital yes, information. <laughs> it's a collection of ones and zeros. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Number seven. I don't know. There's not a simple way to answer that. Uh, I forgot what, question, what the question was. That was the Royal Arch thing. Uh, okay, so number eight, uh, they were well represented in local media, announcing individual stated communications in the newspaper, as well as uh, processionals, church visits, banquets, and lodges of table instruction and grand communications. We still do most of those things here. The media just doesn't come. <laughs> they do sometimes. Yeah, yeah uh, they do. do they do sometimes. Uh, the first year I was installed as an officer here, the local newspaper was here and took a big picture of all of us. Well, I mean, it kind of harkens back to what Tony said, is they didn't have near as much going on back then. They didn't have anything to put in the paper. So, 
you know, right. this, this was a Back then thing. they had the social, you know, they had the social articles, you know, Lily, uh, Mrs. Lily went and visited Mrs. Jones last week and they had a fine <laughs> meal. Right, right, right. And a good, time, a, a good time was had by all. And then somebody will write in a letter and comment on it. There'll be an editor's right. commentary. Yeah, the, the the turkey was dry. Yes, <laughs> that was that was the biggest sensationalism of their day. Right today, that's you know all we have. You know that that confu- that particular question confuses me because I thought in days past lodges were more secretive, but what you just described means they were much more open and more open to publicity than what I than what I thought they were. Well, I mean, I, maybe they just made their presence known. I wouldn't say they. There's nothing here to indicate they went beyond that. Well, earlier we talked about they 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 went they met in taverns and so they didn't broadcast where their building was and all that. But now we're saying, oh, they broadcasted everything. So there's something wrong that something well, don't add up there. Well, I think well, they met in taverns because they didn't they couldn't justify an entire building for a lodge. Well, mm-hmm. and the article spanning a, a long period of time. So. Right. Uh, the time Century. when newspapers were covering the Masons was part of the golden era of Freemasonry here in the States. Uh, you know, when, like, it was Masonry was cool and people who had nothing to do with the fraternity had square and compass China wear in their cabinet and uh, it, was, it was a big to do. Right. Huh. Hmm. It's kind of like, why did people get drunk? Why do, why do people get drunk in bars? Because that's where the alcohol's at, and so that would be why they met in taverns is because they'd be close to the bar. Yes, I, I thought back then people made their own whiskey. No, that's just what, the Irish. Wasn't George Washington a big whiskey maker? Didn't he do the whiskey rebellion and all that? So again with you, the Irish, you, you heard too many stories from Jason. So we could we could have just met at George Washington's house. So. George Washington was most certainly not Irish. Oh, <laughs> how dare you imply such a thing, sir? <laughs> Jesuit, maybe. <laughs> was Was Washington State named after George Washington? Yes, it was George Washington Carver. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I, there, yes. There's also Booker T. Washington. <laughs> right. I mean, there, I didn't know yeah. if it was George or Booker. It was or, named after a guy named Washington. I assumed it was Denzel Washington, right? Denzel. Yeah, you know, they, they, they knew what a giant star Denzel was going to be. Everybody knows Denzel. Let's go ahead and name the state, so when he's big, everybody will know. Denzel's one of my favorite actors. Oh. Well, I guess right. George Washington had been dead long enough to have been deified by the time Washington was chartered as a state. So, I love Denzel in Men in Black. I, uh, that was one of his best movies. Oh, come on, Tony. <laughs> God. That ain't right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was Chris Rock. Okay. Oh. For the record. Hey, for the record. For the, no, for the record. I want everybody to know. I talked or I texted uh, Seattle earlier in the day, and I asked him, "Okay, how far is too far?" Because I want to, you know, play around a little bit uh, with him. And, well, that was Truman that said that, but um, oh, <laughs> that was Truman that sent that message. Hey, how far is too far? And he said, "Go as far as you want." Truman took oh, that totally oh. wrong. <laughs> right. I, I did say that, but at the time, I thought I was talking to you, not Truman. <laughs> 
You should, never, you should never give Tony or Truman carte blanche. Never, never. <laughs> like you've gotten yourself into a pickle or maybe a cucumber. Uh, yeah, flip that, flip that. Uh, <laughs> did somebody say pickle? <laughs> All right, number nine. Voted after each degree to decide if the candidate was worthy of the next degree. Uh, Harlan, we'll what, was the, we'll uh, what was the time frame between degrees? I don't know that there's ever been a, a universally sanctioned time frame. Uh, I do know it used to be significantly longer, as in like a year or more was not at all uncommon. Um, <clears throat> but also at the time, we didn't have this stupidity of not allowing entered apprentices and fellow crafts to be part of the lodge. Right, right. Uh, which is a big problem now. I think if you could do that, maybe you could then get to the point where you encourage deeper study before you advance to the next degree. But right now, it's just it's unfair to do that because you're kind of like half a mason until you finish the degrees. Can't even come to lodge. Hmm. We all need to go yeah. out and visit Jesse. His state's like way ahead of the curve with with the uh, with the marijuana and and the inner. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Washington is doing it right. Seattle, do you live in Seattle? Look, I mean, seriously. Actually, um, if you want to be technical, I live on Vashon Island. Uh, <laughs> I work in Seattle. so Okay. Because uh, I've been to Washington State before, and Washington State is – is more than one uh, i know it's technically one state but it's more than one state if you go to the on one side of the cascade right. mountains you have that yeah. and, but if you go on the other side it's like a totally different area it's a, it's a different world uh with, oh, yeah. they've got, yeah. you can be in the desert they got tropical rainforest they got snow-capped yeah. mountains on the same you know drive so um that's why i was wondering yeah, yeah, and the people in eastern Washington are completely different. I don't even know if their lodges operate the same as ours. I mean, I know what's in the charter, but how they actually do things from lodge to lodge, I, I'm assuming eastern Washington's a little more rigid. Okay. Hmm. And Seattle, Seattle's the more... You can say uptight. You're, you're allowed to no, say no, that. No, no, <laughs> no. No, I like it. So, some of the stuff we get away with, I'm like, are you sure we should be doing that? <laughs> Did you just say rigid? <laughs> Not yet, Tony. Let's get to the list first, okay. please. Okay. Okay. All right, it's number like ten. For you. Yeah. No, he's he's just waiting. He's thinking of all the stuff he's going to say later. <clears throat> number ten had an officer called an almoner, I believe is how that's pronounced. Almoner to collect almoner. Yes. Okay. Uh, to collect sufficient funds from the brethren of the lodge to liberally come to the relief of distressed brethren of the lodge, their widows and orphans. They would not consider giving any funds to any charities or uh, 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 or profanes while their own brethren were in want. No mason could leave a state of communication without giving the almoner money. And uh, there's a footnote. This is still the case in Norway. All righty. Well, we it. kind of still have that here at our – well, we reinstituted it in our lodge – um, and I recall reading in the rules of our Scottish Rite Valley uh, that you're actually not allowed to leave the Scottish Rite meeting until you have paid the almoner. 
money for the poor, but we have no almoner to pay. So I've always been out of compliance with that, and so is everyone else. Well, I mean, plus the the, the giving, and at least in our lodges, it's far more passive. It's not a huge thing. Uh, Tony collects that. Uh, our chaplain is our almoner, and he has shaken down some old guys. Uh, and they only give as much as they do because it's Tony. Yeah, I mean, you turn one and guy he comes around down. and puts that thing in your face. You're going to find something to put in it. <laughs> There's uh, shoes stuck in the box from where he took the guy's shoe. <laughs> They're not going to on me. So he just took the shoe and shoved it in the box and kept walking. He picked him up and shook him upside down. That was a different guy. I make it. I make everybody bump the box. If you're not going to put money in the box, you at least got to put your knuckles up there and act like you did. Hmm. And then that way, that way, I can give you the disapproving look when you don't actually put something in the box. But then but everybody else, the, it, 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 it it's, no, it's, kind, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Shriners on the side of the road when they're collecting money and you're hoping that the light turns green before they get all the way down to you. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and so, and that's, and so that's what I do is I come all the way down to you. I walk up to you and hold the box in front of you. And if you want to, you can just put knuckles there and I'll just look at you, shake my head and move on to the next. So <laughs> Jesse, what do you do when a car just drives by you rudely and doesn't give you any money when you're out collecting for the uh, truck? <laughs> Oh man! Well, if it's a if, if he's got like a Masonic tag or any kind of Masonic uh, affiliation, you know, I typically go after them Chase more them down. than I would somebody else. Like <laughs> he chase, he's beating on the hood of the car with a fez. Like, <laughs> come on, brother, help me out, man! <laughs> I don't mind giving, but do you have to be on every freaking corner? I mean, I, I I just gave I I just gave to the guy back at the last light, and, and so it's just like, and, that, and that's not an acceptable excuse to them either. If you're like, I just gave like my last two dollars to the dude in the head at the other light, no, or yesterday. Well, and, and I'm gonna be honest, I have a lot of respect for Shriners, but the Shriners, there's one there's one particular intersection if you go through it, up by where our little outlying mall is. And uh, they've got like a 107-year-old guy that's, that, that gets out there in the middle of the road on the hottest day. I, I'm convinced that this guy's actually like 22 and he's in a costume. But, but you got to give this guy some money. It, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's just a tactic they use that you have to give them something. Oh, man. That guy's my hero. <laughs> you, know what I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about? They put the 92-year-old man in the middle of the lane. You have to swerve yes. around him because if not, you'll hit the walker. And I'm serious. You, well, it's, it's because yeah. of that imperial death panel that they have uh, with the potentate. And it's, you know, you've lived a full life, so we don't want the young guys to get run over. So if it happens, we'd rather it happen to you. Right, they put the right. fifty year mem- They put the 50-year members out there. That way they're not paying dues anyway. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I believe that's what Harlan refers to as fiscally lowering your risk. Right. <laughs> it is, it is risk management is, is that is that is the technical term? Yes. Oh, was that number ten? That was number ten. Uh, I do have one that I'm kind of surprised isn't on here. Maybe this is just a, a me thing, but uh, the the swords, man, they used to all like carry swords. I thought that was awesome. Buddy, mm-hmm. I've got a uh, I've got a petition actually right over here on the table. Uh, I can I can get you a sword if you wanna you wanna do some sword play. 
No. You're, are, are you talking about a- Antoine's kind of swordplay? Or, or, <laughs> no, I'm talking about Scimitar, maybe? Ancient right, and Scottish yeah. right. Uh, we have we have lots of swordplay. Uh, I'm actually the. Can you stop using the word swordplay, please? No. <laughs> I'm the commander of the council of swordplay. Mainly because I don't uh, like the face Tony makes every time you say it. Yeah, he does look excited. So Josh, uh, Josh actually had to fill in at the last reunion because one of my guys uh, got had something else going on, and yeah. uh, I think he's got some photos of him in, in all of the getup and uh, engaging in the swordplay. He can show you when you come back to lodge. Hmm. Tempting. Yeah, so if you want to do that, uh, the Scottish Rite still has it. Uh, the Knights Templar do too, but I don't think they want you on the account of your Catholic, so sorry. Don't feel bad. They don't want me either. Mm. Hmm. Well, that's it for the uh, for the list, Tony. If you want to get into your shtick, you're more than welcome. No, I was just thinking of something that no, I'm not. No, Harlan wouldn't even be able to overwrite that, so I'm not going to say it. I'll say it in private. <laughs> hmm, that's maybe, terrifying. Maybe I, that. Uh, maybe, maybe the swordplay is the reason that oh, the Prince God, Hall and the regular Masons <laughs> haven't got together more. Because I am not swordplaying with uh, Jesse. That's not. Gonna <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's no. it is it is kind of like an E team going up against Excalibur. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like bringing a butter knife to a sword fight. Ain't happening. Technological (laughs) superiority and all. Unless they they, they couldn't do it online, there would be uh, latency issues. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. So, uh,. I don't. I, was that it, Bruce? For I guess it was. Uh, that's that's it for the list. Article. Um, nah, I didn't. I didn't have any other topics. Well, the only one I had was the the guy who asked uh, once again because this has come up before about what has masonry given you. Um, hmm. Which besides the obvious it, things, like physically, like, uh, just well in general, uh, like tangible items or. Well, I, he didn't say, and the answers tended to be both. So people said, you know, uh, metaphysical stuff, maybe a better man, maybe more thoughtful. Uh, it's right. Maybe, uh, one guy actually mentioned the working tool set that he got from the lodge and how he reflects upon it when he's thinking of doing something he shouldn't. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I My personal favorite was uh, it gave me a reason to still have a paper checkbook <laughs> also syphilis <clears throat> that's what, huh. was that really the lodge though I mean to be honest Harlan you were in the lodge when you got syphilis that's not the lodge's fault mm, which uh, is another reason we should not bring back swordplay <laughs> Tony you're supposed hey. to dry the sword before you engage if it's still wet ah. get off god you're gonna have to do so much editing. <laughs> It'll get rusty, man. It's metal. You know, you know, you know what? You know what it's given me? More heartache, more drama, more demands on my time mm-hmm. than I ever thought I'd have to spend with, with anything. And you right. have a but I wouldn't trade it. But I wouldn't trade a minute of it 
I wouldn't trade. Uh, it's given me the best friends. Uh, it's given me people I can confide in privately and know that it's not going to go anywhere. It's given me friends that I can talk to about things that I could never talk to to the general public. And so I would I would not trade it for anything. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I took away from it too. Is uh, you know more important than anything is just the fraternity and the brotherhood and the friendship because. I mean, the education, you can go buy those books at Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, the, see, the philosophy, it's derivative of other philosophies. There's other people that do more or less what we do in terms of education, but uh, as far as the brotherhood, you can't, you can't have what we have anywhere else. Right. Especially That's worldwide. True. Right. Yeah. The only opportunity you get to hang out with Harlan himself is in the Masonic Lodge. <laughs> And on this show. Oh, yeah, and on the show. Well, I mean, Just you wouldn't be on the show if you weren't a Mason. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to make the crack that all you walked away with was a Fez, and maybe you should come back and get some other things, but uh, I think we've busted <laughs> your balls enough about that, so. Oh, no. No, I don't, don't say that much, much too. No. <laughs> Well, I'll say that much too. You know, when I first joined, it was all about just get into the shrine because that's what you got to do to get in there. But uh, you know, these years later, I'm glad I'm still a member of the lodge. I'm still active. I'm still uh, part of the group, and I'm, I'm glad I went through it. And it's pretty great. Yeah, and we we have been busting busting your chops a lot about it, but um, I will say that. Uh, one of the finest, if not the finest men I've ever known, uh, came to our lodge uh, on his way to the shrine. Mm. Uh, he, he ended up staying because he liked what he found. Still went to the shrine, too. Uh, but that guy, was, that guy was something else, and we would have never, never found him. He didn't know anything about Freemasonry. He would have never ended up inside our walls were he not seeking his way to the shrine. So... In that respect, you know, I, I, I can't really hold it against you. I just like giving you a hard time. Sure, sure, sure. No, the, I think that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, they go into it going into the just to get into the shrine because they don't know what the lodge is all about, I feel. The, everyone knows what the shrine's about. I mean, you know, they're out there. They're helping the kids. They got the hospital. People know about that. but They have a bar in every room of the temple. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's important. Yes. I know what they're about. Surprising <laughs> I'm not a Shriner. Uh, I just don't have the time. I, I might be one day. Mm. And standing out in those intersections and those hot-looking hats, it, it sounds a lot like work and sweat, and that's just not something I do. Well, you can play like that into a lot of sex if you know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do they have scimitar play? <laughs> no. No. Only if you're wearing your fez for protection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and look up our, our next shrine class. Uh, I will follow up on it. <laughs> uh, also, is en route to become an expert swordsman. Well, I'm not en route as fast as Tony is. He just dropped off the call. Oh, no. Like He's I said there. that. I said, is there scimitar play? And you said, maybe. Just immediately gone. <laughs> hangs up. He accidentally hung up trying to find out when their next meeting was. Yeah. 
So maybe his phone finally died. Uh, I feel like using his data plan and Hangouts was probably faster than that charger could put the juice back. <laughs> well, I mean, he should have turned video off. I don't know why he left that on half the time it was pointing well, he at the ceiling. Making stupid faces. That's true. It's entertaining for us. It was actually there. That that was uh, something we've never done on the show before, and and I, I kind of enjoyed watching him just pan yeah, around. Probably. Right. <laughs> uh, I may may find a way to make the video available with the show somehow. If I could find somewhere to put it up for download. Right. I guess I could leave it on YouTube. We could start a YouTube channel and just be completely like the Masonic Roundtable. Oh, there you go. <laughs> make it private. Uh, well, you know, this is how they record, so... Mm. Right, right. Um... Not that, not that we're doing it to be like them, because no, they copied us first. We're first. Yeah. <laughs> we're number one. And nothing Nick does is cool. It's just a necessity. No. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have anything else for this show, um, Harlan. How about you? I was kind of waiting on that shtick with uh, with Tony and Jesse, but uh, I guess we're not gonna get it. So he probably realized he forgot his Truman hat. <laughs> ran to go get it real quick because he can't properly do Truman without the hat. Oh, and he ran out of wireless range or, yes. or got inside the building and the signal cut out. Who knows what happened? We'll find out. Maybe report back next week. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Jesse, do you have do you have anything else you want to talk about or say or um, take pot shots at Tony now that he's gone? Uh, yes, now, now that he can't defend himself is the perfect time. Right. No. <laughs> no, just uh thanks for having me on. I know um I mean, you know, it's it's really cool that you're able to do this with uh getting all the different people on. I'm I just wish I had more to contribute. It's not really my wheelhouse, but uh oh, you were great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for uh I ought to mention that uh you work night shift. Right. And uh this is your night off that you took to uh to spend with us. So uh so everybody out in the audience knows uh, that that uh, took some extra steps to be with us. So so thank you as well. Oh yeah. Um. And and for putting up with Tony. Oh no. <laughs> uh, we have to. He's 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 our chaplain, and you know our brother. He's kind of our responsibility. But right. <laughs> uh, Plus he's really big and mean. Oh no. Yes. We were only partially joking about the almoner box. <laughs> he never actually turned someone upside down, but uh, people have thought that he might, and they give money out of fear. So yeah, no, I've never not given, so I couldn't tell you. There are several times I almost have, and I did like the the Monopoly guy with the hands up, like I don't have anything, but then he looks at me, and I'm like, oh, yep, oh, turns out I got something. Here you go. Found it. He's got that look. That look. Yeah, it goes from being that goofy Tony look to seriously. Put some money in the box, or I'm going to break something. <laughs> but that's why he has that job. No, that's so. good. You need that. That's. Uh... <laughs> it's great when uh, visitors come to lodge or people from the Grand Line or whatever, and they. Then then Tony's shaking them down too. The Grand Master, he's, you know, put something in here, or you could put that purple collar in here. Uh. Well, if that's if that's everything, Bruce, you have anything else? Uh, no, sir. Uh, no, sir. All righty. In that case, 
Uh, I also don't have anything. I don't think there's anything going on this week of note in the Masonic world. Is there? Uh, my awareness, but my probably awareness should have pretty low. Probably should have had my calendar out before. Oh, uh, to you brothers who have lodges that celebrate uh, the equinox, uh, that will be today or tomorrow, depending on how you look at it. Uh, so I hope if you attend a festive board that you enjoy it. Uh, ours will be on Thursday, so I'll be going to that and having a good time. Uh, so good luck with all of that. Uh, and happy start of fall. Even though the weather doesn't feel like it, it was still hot uh, as hell today. so hot, and it's going to be hot all week. Mm. Kind of wish I was October, up north. And it's like mid-90s. Mm. It sucks. Jesse doesn't have these problems because he's nope. out, you know, on the West Coast. Rain. Buckets are uh, rain. Washington apparently has no problems. You buy an umbrella and you're set in Washington. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. Maybe maybe some galoshes. Never right. have to water your crops. Never have to. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, in that case, we will put a close to episode 140. See, this is the even number that we should have started on. We just skip 39. Uh, the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you by guys scattered uh, literally all across the continent. Uh, you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at AfterLodge. Shoot us an email at AfterLodge at gmail.com. Uh, you can hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Uh, I said I was back last week and I've, I've been back. I'm still there. Uh, you can chat with me. Use a little at sign and then my, my handle, and it'll make my icon blink so I know someone said something. Uh, so I'm not ignoring you. If you don't do that, I only check that window every now and then. And, of course, the best place to find us, as always, is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits, neither of which are modded by TV Jack or the Seattle Shiner. <laughs> Until next week, brothers. See you around. Thanks again, Jesse. Okay. No reason to get excited.